This is an NYY Sports Talk podcast presented to you by Baseballism, a premium lifestyle apparel brand inspired by America's pastime. Baseballism is America's brand. Now batting for the New York Yankees, the shortstop, number two. Welcome back. This is episode 122 of the NYYST podcast presented to you by Baseballism.com. I am your host, Christian, as always, joined by my co-host, Chris. You. And Stack Guy Ryan. What up? An extra long and Stack Guy Ryan. Almost ran out of breath there. This is going to be the shortest episode ever. Ever. And again, and nothing to talk about. So, well, we said how many games? How many games what did we say? Five we said two? we said they had to go at least seven and three, right? right? They went eight and two. Those two losses, they lost by one run, right? They took that one run into the ninth inning and and fought back and gave themselves a chance every single game. This team is legit we said memorial day right i'm evaluating this team even though it might not be the team they take into october fully but i'm evaluating and i'm saying that this team is legit any way that you slice it this team is playing good baseball although sometimes it doesn't look so good because clint frazier is in right field uh but they keep winning games and even uh when we recorded live on Sunday, uh, they were down big in that game. They fought back. They tied the game. And then, I mean, a wicked hop past Urshela in the 10th cost them that game. And then uh, Tuesday night, you know, that was another game where they could have just packed it in and went home. But they fought back and uh, they only, you know, they couldn't get it done. LeMay, who grounds down to a double play to end the game, but that was another game where they fought back and they were they got themselves back in the game. Were so they down both uh both those games seven to one. I know the last the game against no, the No, they lost five to four on Tuesday. So they're down five yeah, to one. Yeah, on Tuesday. They've actually had their last three losses of the season have been uh by one run. By okay. one run. That's that's good. Um yeah, the Yankees lost seven to eight, so they were down seven to one, I think, in that yeah. game against uh, Kansas City. What was Paxton's pitch pitch limit today? About seventy seventy five, and he was he was taken out right right around then, right? Like he ended that I think fourth he had 66, inning, sixty uh, six at the end of the fourth inning. And, oh, right. right, and then they just didn't want to take him back out. He pitched really well. He didn't give did up he give hit. up a hit? Yeah. I mean, I how many hits did they end up with today? I didn't catch Four. the end of the game, but. Up until what the seventh inning, they only had two hits. So I mean, we got a we got an update on the uh, Boston score. Uh, currently, it stands that the Red Sox are losing. They're losers. Uh, I just got a text from somebody watching live. They cannot hear us. Uh, it's fixed. Don't worry. Okay, it's fixed. Uh huh. Okay. Top eight. Uh, the Indians are leading the Boston Red Sox fourteen to six. The Indians have scored at least one run. In every inning thus far, for uh, for themselves, <laughs> for who else would they score for? Uh, who started for Boston in that so one? So we said what? We said this team could go seven and three, and really 
start putting the Red Sox. Justin Bieber started for the uh, Indians. He did Shane. not pitch. He did not pitch Shane well. Shane Bieber. Uh, some uh, I don't know who this is. Weber hmm. or the Red Sox? I never heard of. Him. I'll be honest. Ryan Weber. I have honestly I have not heard of him before. Uh, he started for the Red Sox today, and uh, he got lit up. He allowed seven runs over four innings. So it's a shame we're gonna miss him. Too bad. In the upcoming series. Someone tweeted is actually my buddy Gibbs. He tweeted me, uh he tweeted me that um Paddock Paddock yeah. was Paddock. going to uh was going to bring the Yankees back down to life. Uh he's electric, he's gonna make the Yankees scared shitless. And I said, Listen, pal, the Yankees are gonna score three runs, four runs off this guy in his first three innings tomorrow. They didn't score that many, but you know, they put a chip on a sho- on the shoulder of a team that you shouldn't right now because the Yankees are unstoppable right now. Somehow, some way, this team continues to win, and the Padres are a decent team. They really are. Yeah, who'd they lose though? Who? What was their shortstops? Fernando Tatis. Yeah, he was really good. He had an unfortunate injury. The uh, the Padres are twenty nine and twenty seven currently after losing two or three to the Yankees, but they were on a they were on a bit of a winning streak to get themselves over five hundred. Uh, they hadn't been playing that well up until recently, but hey, you know what? Another team comes into Yankee Stadium and another team uh, gets sent out losers. Well, it's funny because the beginning of the season it was just like this team couldn't this team couldn't win a series at all. And now it's they they get all these injuries and now they just can't lose one. That's not supposed to happen, right? Like that's not supposed to be what happens. Are you sure? I'm positive. This team should have downward spiraled the second they had, you know, how many injuries in a row. And they just got better. And I'm and listen, can I just say something? I am so sick of the narrative that this team is going to get worse when guys like Stanton come back. I had someone tell me that judge was uh, all or nothing that he was home runner bust the other day. Let me just say, let me just say a couple things. Okay. The first thing being that this team is hitting a lot of home runs right now. The second thing being when was last year's team so bad? Didn't they win 100 games? And then if your argument wants to be, well, that type of mentality didn't work in the postseason, uh, you're telling me that this team, the way it's constructed right now, is uh, going to win a championship? Because they're not. Let's be realistic for a second. Would you rather? What's the biggest moment in, in baseball that you can think of? You mean? Bottom nine, game seven, World Series. Okay. Yankees are tied. Who uh, would you rather have up at the plate with two outs? Oh, Cameron Mabin. Cameron Mabin or Giancarlo Stanton? Oh, Cameron Mabin. Right. Yeah, no, seriously. No, yeah, right. You're right. Think about it. Seriously. Because he's and everyone get, and everyone's gonna get a single and get on. But people say to me, right? They say to me, uh, oh, the second these guys come back, they're gonna suck again. When did they suck last year? They didn't play well. They won 100 games, though. I, we, we know that, but you have to admit that they did not play well in August when Judge was out. They did not play well. But 
when Shane when the Shane Robinson era. But who's the who's the who were the two players that are the reason the players they did play well? Well, one of them's never playing again this year. Who's that? Miguel Andujar. Okay, and who's the other? And the other one we have no we, idea. The other where one he might is. not play again. We have no idea where he is right now, and that's John Carlos Stanton. He wasn't handing out bobbleheads the other day. No, and it's funny that you bring that up because you know how when uh, it's a player's bobblehead day, he's the one that comes out and mm-hmm. shakes the like. Yeah, Sabathia did it as Yoda for his. Uh, and he Jedi shakes. Bobblehead. He comes out. They bring him out. He shakes like the whoever's sponsoring the the uh, the the giveaway shakes like a rep from that company's mm-hmm. hand. They sent out Kendris from Rouse. Oh, oh God. God, really? Wow. I yeah. can't believe they sent anybody. Why would you do that? Yeah, we we met. Who did we meet, like Christian? Morales Whose hand did day. we shake? Uh, Ivan Nova. That was Freddie Garcia. And Freddie Garcia. When did you, I didn't, wasn't with you when you met Ivan Nova. Yeah, Ivan Nova was at the, uh, the no. turnstile. Uh, that that was Freddie Garcia. Okay. Okay. It was like Freddie Garcia. Freddie Garcia's hand. No, it was Batanz. No, it was Batanzas. It was Freddie Garcia. I know it was also yeah. Freddie Garcia. You I understand. You might have that. been there with somebody else. No, it was the same time. You okay. went to Freddie Garcia. I went to the better player because I'm smarter than you. Uh, Del Patanzas. When was this? It was I don't know. When was what was the giveaway? The 2011. What was the giveaway? It was that? no giveaway. It was just like meet a Yankee day or something. They were. They must have been really bad. No, they went to. No, they weren't bad. In 2011, they weren't. Or 2012, whenever it was, they weren't bad. Both playoff teams, both years. In 2012 is when Jeter broke his leg. In, mm. I was at the game the when uh, Banya's year. Yeah. Yeah, I was Great at the year. game when that happened. Okay, I was at the game. Okay. I never I heard also there. Never heard I saw the, the leg snap. I heard it. Okay. I heard it uh, from my seats in the nose. Never heard the stadium more silent. And speaking of Derek Jita, today, Wednesday, um, May 29th, is the anniversary of his first professional game. He came up and uh, he had a cup wow. of coffee in 95 and he made his debut on May 29th, 1995. Yeah, I could have gotten his autograph. Did you know that Paddock guy, he was in the Marlins system too? Somebody wrote an article on The Athletic of how good the Marlins would be if they didn't make all these trades. And they would have Paddock and they would have... Uh, Domingo Herman. you'd have. Uh, I didn't... Christian Yelich. Yeah. Giancarlo Stanton. Marcelo Zuna. Yeah, they would have all these guys. Okay. That's all wow. They... Oh, yeah. Marcelo Zuna. Ooh, not good. No, well, you know, sorry. What's going on over there? Uh, you know, you oh. can say that the captain uh, he was a better, probably a better baseball player than he is an executive. Looking that way so far, but who knows? It's so early, though. Yeah, I mean his his job. Like, think about know. think about what he was handed. Yeah, like look at he's what, trying what do we to say about Cashman. This is his team now. He's trying to break down an already broken organization. Yeah, but he broke it down like two he even back, changed, back years. The he, two guys he even got changed. Rid of he even changed the stadium. He changed, even changed the uniform. God. Let's look up. Let's look up that. I gotta look up that trade. I gotta see how Which that one? the Chris Paddock trade. Oh yeah, who was it? It was for a, a rental. It was for somebody they only had. For so wait, the Yankees did months. have Paddock? No, no, the no Marlins no. did. And they traded him for oh uh, for Fernando Fernando Rodney. Rodney. What? For a two month rental of Fernando Rodney. When the hell did they do that? Okay, that was uh, let's say that was about uh, in 2016. 2016 yeah. The Marlins uh, were 
On June 30, 2016, the Marlins were four games over 500, and they held on to the National League wildcard spot, and they traded uh, for Padres closer at the time, Fernando Rodney, and they gave up Chris Paddock. The, uh, Rodney had a .31 ERA at that point of the season, so that was something the... Uh, and then, so he comes to the Marlins, right, with a .31 ERA. Do you want to take a guess what his ERA was from the rest of the season on? Ten. No, not quite that high. 5.89. Oh, my God. That was worth it, you're saying. Oh, yeah, totally. And Rodney, uh, I believe he just got DFA'd by the uh, Oakland, Oakland Athletics. His ERA was somewhere north of 12, I think. I could see him in Boston. Boston, they need, they need something going on I over see there. Him going there, Fernando Rodney. Let's take, let's uh, let's go around. The I league. hated him. Oh, you didn't I like, hated him. Oh, you so didn't much. like the crooked cap in the, uh, in the the arrow every time he, he, he wore shot that his hat crooked out of respect for his father. It that was, what he said. Yeah. It was so nice to not have when to would go look fishing. At him. He'd wear his hat tilted to the side like that, so he. Uh, Wanted to pay homage. Actually, uh, Rodney's ERA was around 12. He got it down to 9.42, but apparently that wasn't good enough for the uh, A's, and they let him go. He's 42 years old. Yeah. Who? Fernando Rodney. Really? I believe now that he's been released, there's no Come active on. player on a major league roster uh, uh, 40 years old. He's not 42. Okay. Well, you know what? I don't know what to tell you. Maybe he's got a fake birth certificate. Maybe he's really 53. Um... Bartolo's not playing anywhere, right? So uh, no, he get, I think the I think the Rangers didn't the Rangers sign him to a, maybe a minor league deal. Maybe couldn't tell you. Yeah, he's not anywhere right now. If he is, he's in the minor. Maybe he's in the minor league somewhere. I mean, who's? I mean, I mean, it is Bartolo Colon, but he did pitch to a five point seventy eight ERA last year. So I mean, the histrionics that people love about him maybe uh, kind of wear thin when your ERA is approaching six. <clears throat> so back to the Yankees here. Uh, Manny Machado came to town. It was funny uh, being at the stadium on Monday when um, they announced the, the lineups pregame and they announced Machado's name and he got booed. <laughs> and then he got booed again. What did you think was going to happen? Well, you know what? We'll get, we'll get around to that. And then again, when uh, he came to take his first at-bat, he got booed, and then uh, they chanted overrated for him. And in my mind, I'm saying, I wonder how many of you doing this right now, booing, him here. chanting overrated that I fought with on Twitter all offseason, that yep. you called the Yankees cheap because they didn't sign Manny Machado, and now you're calling him overrated. I wonder how many of those people were in that group. Uh, probably most of them. Uh, I thought either one of two things was going to happen this series with Machado. That A, you weren't even going to notice that he was there. Or B, he was just going to have this monster, monster series. And there would be no in-between. And there really wasn't. He had, uh, I believe he had two hits and a, and a run batted in. And the run batted in was uh, Tuesday. And uh, he got, Tanaka got so far in his kitchen, it wasn't even funny. But <laughs> he was able to get it past uh I think LeMayu was playing third base last uh, Tuesday night, and he was just able to bloop it over his head, so it doesn't even really count. And the other hit that he had uh, Monday, the double, 
the game was pretty much over at that point. I mean, Chapman was in, but the Yankees had extended the lead to five to two, so a lot of the pressure was off. So, can you believe that there were teams not playing on Memorial Day? Isn't that a joke? Okay, and there's teams that are going to be off on the Fourth of July. Also, they said today. I know. The Yankees play both days, correct? Uh, I, yeah. Let's, let's take a quick look here. Let's take a, let's take a quick look. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh-huh. The New York Yankees are in Tampa Bay at the Trap, the Tropicana. Ugh. Yeah. And they do fireworks after the game and hope that maybe something sparks and... It's a 5-10 start. That actually is the Yankees' last series before the All-Star break. They play four at the Trop. Four? It's going to be a big series. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> so things that we should touch on from the Padres series is uh, opener, good, because the Yankees seem to win whatever. <laughs> as much as we might hate it, it seems like they win when they do the opener. You you don't hate him. That's right. Ryan. I love the opener. Ryan's one of these new age guys. <laughs> uh, so they seem to win whenever they do the opener. So they did the opener on Monday. They'll have to do the opener in one of the games against the Red Sox. The Boone said he didn't know when he was going to start Herman either Friday or Saturday, and the other day would be an opener day. So we'll see what happens there. But Chad Green seems to be the opener of choice, and and he looked pretty damn good on Monday. Yeah. Look good. Look, I don't I don't really like what's going on to be honest. It gives me anxiety that we don't have a full rotation right now. But you know what? It's working. I mean, it's working right now. I don't think that they can last this way much longer, do you? It's a nice filler while these guys are coming back. Like well, how much longer can they actually can they actually do this for? Or I don't know. I think they can because you know they're gonna get CC back this week. They're gonna get Patances back, and now what Severino started to throw now, so they'll have him back. So who knows? Sessa's looked really good. I feel like Sessa man, he's been really, really good. And and Cortez has stepped up. Yeah, even today, Cortez. Did you ever think you'd be saying Cortez would would be? Nestor he loaded the bases, making an impact on the bases, in this uh, in, in this ninth. organization right now with no outs. So they did start to warm up Chapman, like right when they brought up Chapman, ground ball to Cortez, one two three double play. It's so almost like a down. waste though at that point. You don't want, it, but you, you don't literally want. no. It was seriously. It was right when he got up. He probably threw like two or three, just throwing to the catcher, and then they sat him down. It's funny though because last night you got people upset that. Joseph Harvey is going out for a second inning, right? I was a little upset. But you have to understand something. You can't go to your top guys every day. Can't do it. I agree. Okay. So your argument now is becoming <laughs> Jonathan Holder or Nestor Cortez. And I had people that are telling me, who well, wouldn't he bring in Nestor Cortez? It's Nestor Cortez. <laughs> People, people are fighting for him now to come into the game. And I think uh, we saw Sessa come in during the eighth inning uh, mm-hmm. yesterday. And I think in, if Boone had his way, he probably didn't want to use Sessa at all Tuesday because he knew he had Paxton on a short pitch count. And this is what a lot of fans don't... It's not that they don't understand. It's that they don't see past what's happening now. 
And I get it. You're a fan. You're in the moment. You want to win that game. And just like Aaron Boone wants to win that game. But Aaron Boone is also getting paid to look at tomorrow. He has to. Right. On May 28th, Aaron Boone has to pay attention to May 29th. He has to do it. You can't be that short-sighted that he knows he's got a guy that is only going to give him. We found out that uh, Paxton was only good for about 70, 75 pitches today, which was... Four, but four innings, but four dominant innings where he looked like he was probably back to where he was before the injury. Um, you got to be smart about these things, and you do you really want to be at a point where June, you know, June fifteenth rolls around? Bless you, bless you. Ah, oh, thanks. Are you all right? Yeah, he has yeah. This weird thing where he doesn't like saying "God bless you" to his own. Brother. Is that something that happened between the two of you when you were younger? Yes, yep. I just stopped doing it for some reason. And because really you hate like, him? Kind of somewhat tormented me a bit because I just wait for it. He'd never say it. Did you guys get into a fight and then you sneezed and he was like, screw you, I'm never <laughs> saying bless you to you again and it just stuck all these years later? Like, did you take one of his like Transformer dolls or something? <laughs> Chris. What, well, that, let's get off on a sidetrack here because Chris Stacy hates everything. So what did you play with when you were a kid? What did I play I, with? I never even noticed you. Oh. Like, always. did you have toys? Okay. Do you want to know? What, G.I. Joe? G.I. Joe. Yeah, but those were mine. No, they weren't. <laughs> yeah. Like, I had a you ton of big. action figures. Like, nah, I had wrestlers like and yeah, Ninja had Turtles bucket full. and Batman yeah, and... Power Rangers, but that, that, that was, was a... Yeah, that was mine. Like I can't and Thundercats and He Man. Like what? Like I can't imagine Chris Stacy like playing with toys because you probably like somebody would come over his house like on Christmas and be like, "Here, Chris, Merry Christmas. Here's a Ninja Turtle." And he's like, "That's stupid. I hate it." <laughs> Ninja Turtles. You done? I actually love the Ninja Turtles. Okay. So. James Paxton, who gave the Yankees four brilliant innings today, but you know, you see his numbers at Yankee Stadium this year? It's ridiculous. Twenty-six and two-thirds innings pitched, a point three four ERA, thirty-seven strikeouts, eight walks, eleven hits, nine. That's crazy. Faced thirty-seven strikeouts and twenty-six and two. And that's what you want. You want a guy yeah. that can. That's what was so alluring to uh, Cashman about Paxton. He's a strikeout pitcher. And you want strikeout pitchers and ground ball pitchers at Yankee Stadium. Like that's the one thing about Jay Happ and even Masahiro Tanaka. They're fly ball pitchers. And that's not something you want really want to be at Yankee Stadium. But it seems that Paxson is the opposite of that. Paxson likes to get a lot of his outs by via strikeout. Right. And, you know, that that plays into Yankee Stadium. But as I was saying, do you want to be at a point where we're at June fifteenth? And Zach Britton's got a noodle arm. And Adam Adovino no. has a noodle arm. No, it's something that I was concerned with in the beginning of the year when these guys, especially Adovino, were coming in every single game. Every single game. And it can't happen. It cannot happen right now. That's what happens come September, maybe after a full season, and then you start to give these guys a little rest. That can't happen now before the All-Star break. No, that's why, and I hate this term, but punting games. It's not that I don't want the Yankees to punt games, but I want them to be smart about their bullpen usage. They have to be conservative in, in certain situations. And when your team has 
has won so many games out of out of you know they they just went eight and two, and then they're losing late in the game with a big big series coming up now. Because why is it big? Because they can really put the Red Sox in a really really big hole after this weekend, and you need to be fresh. You need to be you know full full gear ready to go. And that's exactly what they are now. Because I don't be care fresh. if they were playing uh, the next 10 games against the, the Orioles. They can't blow through their bullpen in May. They just can't do it. And, and if you're losing a game 5-1 to one in the sixth inning, you got to try to get through that without going to your big guys. And I understand that they came back, they scored three, they got to 5-4. to four, But again, you're still losing. you got to find a way to get that home if you don't have the leader, if it's not tied without bringing in your big guys, you can't you can't go to the bullpen with uh, with your big guys if you're losing the game. I'm sorry, you can't do it. Not now. If they were fighting, like I understand, every game is important. Every game you know counts the same. But if this was September 28th and they're down five to four and they're a game up on Tampa, yeah, you know what? Zach Britton better be in that game in the eighth inning. I don't care. That's a different scenario. But May 28th, Zach Britton does not need to be pitching in a game where the Yankees are down by a run in the eighth inning. I'm sorry. He just doesn't. I agree. And do we have any update on Del Batances? Oh, yeah. He's alive. He's breathing. Yeah. So... Is he ever going to come back this year? I believe if Ryan can uh, find it, uh, that he started throwing off a mound, right? Is that correct? Yeah, that's what I, I was Last I saw, he was, doing, he was doing flat ground work. But I didn't know. I didn't see that he was uh, actually throwing off a mound now. I guess that's a big step. He actually threw a bullpen session uh, yesterday, it looked like. Yeah. Oh, wait, hold on. He threw off a uh, he threw off a mound on Monday at a bullpen session on Monday. He threw twenty five pitches, all fastballs, prior to the Yankees game uh, against the Padres Monday. So I haven't heard an update past that. But hey, you know what? Throwing off a mound, and uh, if you can add Dellen Batanzas to this bullpen, it's gonna it's gonna be not. I mean, it can't be anything but a good thing. And then in a game where you're down five to four, maybe you can. Get one of those top guys in there and try to hold it in the eighth inning, because now you just you just extend it your bullpen, and you got to look at it like this. Chad Green has been better since he's come back from Grand. Uh, he's been better. He's, he's been, been much better. better. He's, he's got he's got life on his fastball. He's again. he's looked more like Chad Green than he has at any point this season. So even if you're not it's if you're not using an opener anymore, now you got you add another guy to the back end of the bullpen. It's disgusting if you think about it. If Chad Green is going to be anywhere close to the guy he was in 2017 and Batances is going to come back and be Dylan Batances that you add those two guys to Kainley who's back to being a dominant yeah. reliever, a Roldis Chapman, Zach Britton, uh and Adam Adovino. It's ridiculous. I and agree. Aaron Boone I love the guy. I really do. I mean, he doesn't. He really does not get enough credit. He gets some credit, but he doesn't get enough credit for having this team in the position that they are. But he has a full-on booner for himself when he has a lead in the fifth inning and he knows that he's got that bullpen rested. He cannot resist himself. Yeah. Would you? No, I'm just saying. But I, I wouldn't be able to either. Yeah, what did he go today? He went green in the fifth, Ottavino in the sixth. 
Who pitched the seventh? Just oh, that just, didn't matter because they ended up. They ended up blowing it open. Yeah. Right? Just, Holder pitched two, and then yeah. Let's just picture what this bullpen is going to honestly do when Batances comes back, and if he can be Dellen Batances. With the way Canley's been pitching, Adovino, Green back, back in the bullpen, Britton, Chapman. I mean, this game's over after what, four? If they really wanted it to be? It's unreal. Does Chad Green become your your Jonathan Holder in in games they're leading? Where if our starting pitcher just doesn't have it, but the offense is on and it's seven five in the fourth. You're going to Chad Green for a couple. Why not? Why not? And then you got the back end of this bullpen is historically good right now. When Batances comes back, especially. Here's what the funny thing is about that. As great as they are, do you have confidence in any one of them? No, to- not at all. <laughs> if the Yankees I hold are my trying, breath because they all do this. I feel like they all have their flaws. Like Adovino, like you said, he started just walking guys now. It, no, that's that's his thing, though. He walks guys because sometimes he can't get his stuff moves so much he can't control it. So he walks guys. I mean, he's been really good. I mean, if I saw the stat correctly when I texted you guys on Monday, I don't think he what is it April twenty second was the last time he allowed a run. Yeah, I think the twenty. It's ridiculous. Was the last game. Then he got Kansas City. I think. Then he got Britain who. It's, he's either going to be Zach Britton or he's going to be uh, just some regular bum that comes into the game. Which he has but not he been. Has been real, uh, the thing that scares you good. about Britton is that ground ball pitchers, sometimes those ground balls find holes, and he could do everything right and still be in a jam. That's been happening to a lot of the Yankees pitchers, though. How many... How, over these last 10 games, how many blue pits have you seen? How many... I mean, the errors have to stop they have to stop you're right about clint frazier man i I don't know what they're going to do with this guy but if they're going to get madison bumgarner i think i'm right i think he's going to be part of that package never i'm telling you right now if they i still think they're going to get keichel i still think keichel makes way more sense not that i would want keichel over madison bumgarner but i just think he makes more sense and so the Yankees could have mad bum or they could just have a bum. And I think that Frazier who Frazier, the bum. No. Why is Keiko a bum, by the way? And I, and it, wait, I love this too, because I said, here was my argument for, for Keiko. Uh, guy hasn't, the guy was dominant in 2015. That was 2015. Madison Bumgarner is dominant in the postseason. When, when's the last time he pitched in the postseason? The year, a year later. So how do you know? his dominance anymore. I'm not saying he's not one of the greatest postseason pitchers of all time. A lot less innings pitched. Yeah, because he's been hurt. Yeah, with with weird injuries. They They weren't they weren't shoulder elbow injuries. They were dirt biking and a comeback. It doesn't matter. I I gotta admit, I didn't watch a lot of Dallas Keuchel starts last year, but I gotta have somebody that Your argument to me was that he he's thrown a lot less innings. Yeah. Why? Because he hasn't been pitching at all. All right, but he that but it's still he's been hurt. He still had to use his arm less than Dallas Keuchel has. Okay, Dallas Keuchel was also hurt in 2017, just like uh, Madison Bumgarner. But he had an arm injury. He had a serious arm injury, didn't he? It wasn't a fluker. I don't remember because he only made uh, he only pitched he only threw 145 innings in uh, 2017, and he only made 23 starts. So he you know he was obviously hurt at some point. He had a 3.74 ERA last year. 
You wild? Yeah, how terrible. But here's the thing. He He's a bum. Done? I don't know. I'm not him. Guess who led the league in hits allowed last year? Who? Dallas Keuchel. I'm guessing it's Dallas Keuchel. Okay. okay. Why, why do I care about hits? Tell me if he. Tell me how many runs he gave up. Tell me where he ranked in runs given up. Uh, last also because he sucks. Yeah. Okay. No, seriously. Can you find that for me? He allowed eighty-five run runs last year. Yeah, through through three point seven four year rate. So what is it? Right. What is it that people were saying that he didn't have that good of a year last year? Because he allowed a lot of hits. T- because he was so dominant in two thousand. What was it? Two thousand fifteen was his career year. I guess. I mean, he was so dominant in two thousand fifteen that when he comes back and he has a uh, and he has a. Three seven four year eight. He was hurt. See, this is the thing with Dallas Keuchel. He's very inconsistent. If you look at his numbers, uh, 2014 he was really good through 200 innings, 2.93 ERA. 2015 was his career year, 232 innings. He was 20 and eight with a 2.48. But then he was hurt and bad in 2016. Hurt but good in 2017. And then he was healthy in 2018, and he was, I mean, if you just look at his ERA, he was good. He was solid, 3.74, made 34 starts. They took the ball every fifth day, which also led the league, uh, 34 games started. Uh, but he allows a lot of hits, and, you know, that's maybe something that people were looking at. You know? Do you want to know what, what? Dallas Keuchel never allowed more than 187 hits in a season, and he allowed 211 last year. So that was a big jump for him. Do you want to know what Dallas Keuchel reminds me of? He reminds me of what happened with Chad Green over the last year or so. That bigger names came came into the organization, and he kind of got eaten up. The fact that they got Verlander, the fact that they got... uh, Garrett Cole, and then Keuchel pitching to a three seven four ERA. No one wanted to look at him anymore. I think that's what what happened. I think the the fact that you think he's a bum is ridiculous. And I think that if the Yankees got him, he could be a really big piece to this team. Would I still rather have Madison Bumgarner? Yes. I'm not fighting against Madison Bumgarner. Of course not. But I just think Dallas Keuchel is going to make more sense. Why are we going to give up pieces? That, I, I mean, could be outrageous for a guy who's also going to want an extension who we don't truly know what he has anymore. Or maybe by then Keuchel really comes down and we get him first steal. You're not getting him first steal. Why not? The guy hasn't pitched. Mm-hmm. What is his leverage? His leverage is that. His leverage is I'm so good that, that no one wants me. No, his leverage is that there's going to be... He had six teams scouting him at a sim game the other day. All it the, doesn't all matter. All are going to be going after him. He's, you're not going to get Dallas Keuchel. Okay, put still. yourself in Dallas Keuchel's shoes, please. Play for you. Put yourself in his shoes for please. just one second. Okay. Seriously, go, go to the table with the GM. I got a big, what big, is your, big beard. No. What's your leverage? I think he shaved. Did he? Uh, think about arbitration hearings. That's really what it would become. The GM looks at Dallas Keuchel and he says what? No one. This is your fantasy. No one even wants. No one will even sign the guy. So you're telling me he has leverage? Well, he's a lefty. Yes, he does have leverage because you're going to get a very team friendly deal. You're going to have six teams probably trying to sign him. 
Okay. So the Yankees are going to walk in there and be like, hey, Dallas, here's a check for $500. Come pitch for us. Yeah, what, do you think I that, didn't, what do you think the Yankees no. are going to be able to get him for? I don't know. I think they're going to have to definitely sign him through next year, which I'd be He's fine with. Like demand a two-year deal, I'd say. And how point. much? How much a year? Eighteen. I'd say okay. Yeah, Seventeen to twenty. And that's not a steal. No. Why? That's a steal. A steal is like ten million. Eighteen million is is probably what he should have fetched in the open market. I in the think, yeah, he's going to be asking. No, two, he should have been mid twenties. No, he shouldn't have. Come on. You think he was worth that much more than Jay Happ? I don't. Yes. Do. The guy's been proven dominant in the postseason. And think about the teams. My buddy said this to me today. Think about the teams that he had to go through. He didn't, he didn't have to go through shit teams. He had to go through the Yankees, the Indians, the Red Sox. He is a proven dominant postseason pitcher. He's not a bum. I didn't say that he was. Telling you that you think the Yankees are going to walk in there and be like, okay. No, I don't. You're not getting him for a steal. You're going to have to okay. pay him for... Okay, and what are we getting Madison Bumgarner for? I don't care. What's your fantasy? I trade Aaron Judge right now. Oh, yeah, okay. Guy's always hurt. He strikes out too much. Yeah. I'm sick of these. Uh, can you believe that? Someone honestly said that to me? That Judge is all or bust? How could you say that? Yeah. First of all, Again, when people evaluate Aaron Judge, they don't even consider how oh. good he is in the outfield. Yeah, Dallas Keuchel open to a one-year, eighteen million dollars contract, so you're gonna have to, right. gonna have to give him the money. Damn! So you'd have to pay him eighteen million for the rest of this season. I think it would be prorated, so okay. it wouldn't even cost him that uh, that much. Uh huh. I don't know. I'll take him on a one-year whatever. I'll take a one-year deal. I don't. The reason why I don't want Dallas Keuchel is because I don't want that to preclude them from doing something else. And I feel like if they get Keuchel, then they won't do something else. Won't do something else as far as like getting another starting pitcher? Yes. Well, what about when Luis Severino comes back? I don't trust Luis Severino right now. I haven't seen him pitch yet this season. I know. I'm, I'm on the same boat. Have you watched Madison Bumgarner pitch this season? Have you watched Dallas Keuchel pitch this season? No. pitch this season? No. I only watched one game of his against the Yankees. They hit him. He didn't look that good. No, he didn't look that good. But he's also he's playing on a team that is like just awful offensively, and you know it's a Justin Verlander argument. Yes, I want exactly. You have a guy who's a who is a proven ace, proven workhorse, proven uh, playoff pitcher. That just is in, on a team now that their window is shut. There's no adrenaline in the ballpark. Slam the, shut. You know, the, you know the guy's not. You know, nobody's excited. You know, when he takes the mound anymore because you know they're not playing for anything. They're rebuilding. I guess if you could call that rebuilding, what they're doing in uh, San Francisco because they got some sh- really terrible contracts like Evan Longoria uh, out there, but. Now you're gonna now you're gonna trade him and you're gonna bring him into a situation where this team, this whole goal in 2019, just like it was in 2017 for Verlander and the Astros, was to win a World Series, and that could light a spark under a guy. And- I agree. I again, I'm not fighting against Madison Bumgarner. I want him more than anyone. I'm just fighting for my point that I think Dallas Keuchel is gonna make more sense for the Yankees for the for the organization, not for me. I want Mad Bum. 
I do. It it doesn't make sense to me in the in the sense that if I'm going to bring in a guy, I got to bring in a guy that's a difference maker. And I don't. And Master Bumgarner might not be a difference maker in May, but in October he's going to be. I just I I think I can I can very confidently say that I think he would be a difference maker in October, and that's what matters this season. That's what matters in 2019. Why are you and and I'm not taking anything away from Madison Bumgarner. He is absolutely incredible in the postseason in his past, you know, however many times he's been there. But why are you so confident that he's still the same pitcher in the postseason after not being there since why are you the same? Why are you so confident after missing that Dallas so Keuchel many games? Is the I'm same. not, but that's my point. I'm I'm up in the air about both of them as far as true confidence goes. Who would goes. you trust more in the playoffs? Madison Bumgarner, 100%. 100%. The only reason why I can see them going the Keuchel route is because it's it's easier to get Dallas Keuchel. That, they don't well, have to give anything up but money. That's, that's for, part of what I'm saying. A deal with the Giants, they can do you know the, the same approach that a lot of teams have been doing with the Yankees, which is we're going to ask for your best prospect, and that's that. Right. So they, they can go that route, and I, I see it going that way. So, you put, know? so put Tyro Strada on a plane to— That's who they'd want. And I would trade. I like and Frazier. I would trade him. He's, he, you're not getting Frazier and Tyro Estrada. It just won't I know, happen. But see, that's the kind of thing I could. And see that's why they're not going to get him. That's why they're not going to get him. Teams are spiteful against the New York Yankees. Okay. Or it could be a DJ LeMahieu Manny Machado thing, where it's like Manny you're, isn't making a deal, so we're just going to go out and sign a guy earlier, and that could be with Keuchel and Bumgarner. Yeah, but we can't with make the a trade deadline, for Bumgarner by the deadline, so we're just going to get with Keuchel the deadline. Now. Bumgarner has to go, obviously. Right, but they could. Keuchel's should be signed well before the deadline. I'd you know, say. and here's the another thing: about to Madison hit. Bumgarner no, not is the end of uh, yeah, July thirtieth. It's about to be June first. Yeah, but I'm saying, but but uh, Keuchel's going within the next two weeks. I'd say he'd be. I think Madison now. Bumgarner will be traded somewhere within the next four weeks. All right, I really I do. I see him going very late, like towards the last week of July. I, I could see. Madison Bumgarner, I could see a team giving them an offer they can't say no to before more teams start offering everything to them. I can see that happening. Well, here's some stats for you here. Uh, Dallas Keuchel last season had a career low K per nine rate. And again, uh, also goes along with him uh, leading the league and hits allowed, which is not a good combination. While it's still this season, while still pitching, Dallas, uh, Madison Bumgarner's K per nine is over nine right now. So he's still striking guys out. And that is important in the postseason. And it is important with a team that sometimes thinks they're remaking the bad news bears when they're on defense. Right. I've and held in my ballpark. I've held my breath way more than I wanted to babies. with this defense. Yeah. We know that that defense wins championships, pitching wins championships. The pitching's been given what they've been handed with all these injuries. The pitching's been really good. The defense has to be much better. And really it's the outfielders. I mean the infielders it's have Frazier. been pretty good. It's not the outfielders, it's one it's guy. Frazier. Okay. Okay, yeah. I mean, the routes he takes I mean, and the decisions. It's, it's that bad, though. How about the one where, uh, when he, where he dove the other day? 
where if he just kept that ball in front of him, it would have been... Yeah, that was yesterday, and that's... Well, which time did he dive? I mean, he dies seems he's oh, diving every other time. day. Yeah, really. But I think the most the most recent one that's probably in your head is from yesterday. Yeah, when, it was yesterday. Uh, it's in his head now. It's totally. just, yes, it really it's is a mental thing now. With and him. now it's like that ball he laid out for he he probably shouldn't have, but in his head he's trying to be the hero now. Now on it, every tough play. Remember, we were talking the other day that you you thought it would be Maben that would go down when an, another outfielder eventually comes back, if that is the case. With with the way Frazier has been playing defensively, do you maybe change your mind and mm. say that Maven's more of a, a better suit for a, a bench player role? Nope. No. No. Yeah, I'll tell you why. Ready? Give me one okay. second. Because... Yeah. See, I think, I think I'd rather have Maven just for a, a bench player. I'm not talking... To, he's not better than Clint Frazier, but he's a better bench player than Clint Frazier. Clint Frazier has 10 home runs. You could give... Uh, Cameron may have been 600 at bats and he would not even hit 10 home runs. Okay, so that's why he's a superior offensive player. All right, but see, I'm not, I'm not only, I'm talking about a bench player though, where offense isn't the the end all be all factor where you do have to take into account defense. Yeah, that's what we got Brett Gardner for. Okay, that's fair. Okay, okay. Yeah, you do have me. That's the, the right, yeah, that, that, that getting Stan back at any point this year or getting Judge back allows. Uh, Gardner to go back to his role that he was, you know, signed for. Now is to be the fourth outfielder on this team, where I think that is eventually still going to happen. Can you see Stanton coming back, playing the outfield, and Frazier getting a bulk of the time at DH? I'm sure it's possible. I but I also think the Yankees would kind of don't want to pigeonhole. Clint Frazier into being a designated hitter because if they don't trade him, he's going to be their left fielder next year. Yeah. I think right now, because he's been so valuable to this offense, that they'll they'll just do it. I think they will sacrifice him and put him at, at DH for now because he's been that much of an impact offensively and he's just been such a liability in the outfield. And that won't happen for a while, even after Stan comes back, because I don't think the Yankees are going to want to throw Stan back into uh, playing every day in the outfield right away. Maybe it would take another you know, two or three weeks of him coming back. Yeah. Remember, he's dealing with a calf issue now, so that's what you want him to do is more running. So the, uh, <clears throat> the Yankees, uh, again, as we say, the Yankees took two out of three from the San Diego Padres. Manny Machado uh, was awfully quiet in the uh, in the series. I was shocked. Well, I said earlier, I said that it was either going to be one way or the other where he was just going to be a total nightmare for the Yankees and really be like, you know, screw you guys for not offering me a contract or you were just going to not, not even notice him and you really didn't. Right. He and, made a big uh, defensive mistake today too. Did he? Yeah, he tried turning it. A double play before his foot touched the bag so everyone was safe. And then, then both those runs ended up scoring. I don't know. People were ripping on him on Monday saying that he didn't hustle and he got, uh, you know, on that pull that he hit that was a double play. I couldn't really tell from where I was sitting whether he was hustling or not. But, you know, people like to take shots at Manny Machado for well, not There was hustling. video of him not hustling against the Blue Jays in his last series where the second baseman, I don't know who it was, he kept uh, fumbling the ball and Machado just didn't, try sprinting at all and he was thrown out by like 10 feet he should have beat it out though if he was just jo even jogging 
Well, you know what? Let's whatever let's... though. I, I'm kind of over. I used to hate when players didn't hustle down the line, but well, when you've seen how like many that, injuries now. Yeah, you know what? There, Joe Joe Rivera touched on it. You know, a couple episodes ago. It's it's just something that's kind of accepted now. I don't like it necessarily. I'm not saying that I'm for it, but yeah, I I'm get not it. For it, but I'm not as against it as I, I was. get it. I mean, think about it like this: Manny Machado right now would have cost the Yankees ten years and three hundred million dollars, right? Would he have been a help to the Yankees? Well, right now he has less home runs and less runs batted in than the aforementioned Clint Frazier. Yeah, I mean, I know I, it's, I know I, it's May. I get it. I I know it's May twenty ninth, right? It, that probably will not be the case all season. But Manny Machado is, I don't know if he's always been this way, but the last two years, he has been extremely slow. He didn't get out. Yeah, that's right. It, he really took him a while to get going last year. But again, last year. Uh, you can't really blame the guy when he was on one of the worst teams in the history of Major League Baseball. You know, it's probably kind of hard to get excited, and especially knowing that you're going to get traded at some point in the season. Yeah, but that should be, I mean, given that he was in a contract year, that motivates you enough. It doesn't matter who you're playing for at that point. Yeah, well, how'd that work out for him? But his season, his, the end of his season last year was phenomenal. Yeah. How many home runs did he end up with, 30? All right, Machado last year, 96 games with the Orioles. Uh, batted 315 with uh, batted 315 with with 24 home runs and 65 runs batted in. Uh, then he got traded in 66 games, 273 average with uh, 13 home runs and 42 RBIs. He added, you know, I finished 297, 37, and 107. So. Uh, his average definitely took a dip when he moved over to the National League, which kind of a little surprising, but I guess... Yeah, you're not used to the pitching out there. Yeah, he's not used to the pitching. Uh, and anyway. now this year, I mean, you know, 266 with a non-base at 348, still respectable. You know, it's around that 100-point that mark that we were talking about. But his OPS is 785. That's not special. That's not no. $30 million a year. You're no, not paying no. a guy $30 million a year for an OPS under 800. I'm sorry. You're how just... great is it, though, that Manny Machado won't have a home run against the Yankees this year? All these years. And he won't have one us. for at least another two years. Yeah, that's nice. I'll take that. By comparison, Gary Sanchez's OPS is a 993. <laughs> wow. How many home runs is he at now? That's 17. Wow. Gary Sanchez, by the way, uh, Gary Sanchez leads the American League in home runs. Leads. Yeah, he's at 17. What's Bellinger at 19 or 20? But but let's trade him. The National League. Leads. Gary let's Sanchez trade him. leads. He is playing. Say it again. I, say it one more time. Let's trade him. Gary Sanchez leads the American the League in down. home run. Guess how many of those he has this year? How many? One. Dude, he's like, you don't even notice him behind the plate this year. It's incredible. He's in a good way. Yeah, in the best way possible. Gary Sanchez is comeback player of the year. He's still going to strike out because that's who Gary Sanchez is because he has. But you know what? He's had a much better approach at the plate this year. He looks good. He got 44 strikeouts in 37 games, so he's averaging over one a game. But you know what? Here's... My dude's got 17 home runs, which he's leads the scary. American League. Crazy. He's scary. Absolutely crazy. And someone, someone, I don't know if you saw my tweet, but someone called into the fan and said, Gary Sanchez is finally hot now. We This is the time to get rid of him. 
I don't know. I'm sorry. Apparently, here. he's been credited with four pass balls this year. Uh, whatever. I got. I can't remember. MLB Network had like the top ten catchers going into this year, and I, I would swear he was ranked like fifth or sixth on their chart. Here's something else that Gary Sanchez does. Guess what percent uh, opposing teams are stealing against him? Oof, man. Like what their what their success rate is okay. against Gary Sanchez. I feel like I haven't seen him throw many guys out. I don't know how to even measure that. I would probably say a success rate of 35. That would actually be pretty bad. For who? For Gary Sanchez. Yeah. Yeah. All right, then what is it? 17%. That's awesome. Wow. Court stealing percentage. Oh, wait. I might have that wrong. I don't know, man. That's a tough stat to measure. I think I have that wrong. Well, forget it. We'll edit this. Oh, we're live. Yeah. Is that right? Is this still working? Are we still live right now? Yeah. Yeah. Live. No, I think he's he's only thrown out 17% of runners, which doesn't make a lot of sense. But teams don't really run on Gary Sanchez. That doesn't make sense either. That's what I'm saying. He's only thrown out three runners this year. That doesn't seem right. Yeah, I just said I haven't. I feel like I haven't seen anyone run against them well think about it after, he, after the fifth inning everybody throws 98 miles per hour so you're not going to even be able to steal off anybody yeah but he's allowed 15 stolen bases this year does that sound right i don't know i mean yeah, I'm, it does i'm sorry if i have that wrong then that's that's on me i've read that wrong but i still don't uh i still don't think gary sanchez is bad as bad defensively as people make him out to be okay. no he's he's looked much better behind the plate this year there's no doubt about that you know, in the beginning of the year, more than now, he's had a lot of overthrows and, and stuff like that with steals. But now no one's even no one's even moving on him. Here's the crazy thing. He's been credited with eight errors this year. Huh. That is that's crazy. But how many of those we talked about this not too long ago? How many of those aren't really on him? Mm-hmm. That he, he it's it's on a throw and it really should have been caught. Scorekeepers are a lot quicker to give a a pass ball than than they are a wild pitch. I mean, sorry, I, I meant that the other way. So, how many of those are pass balls? Because, like I just said, and I I meant to say it the other way. Uh, bookkeepers are quicker to to say it's a wild pitch than anything else. Yeah, but a pass ball doesn't count as an error. Different stat. Is it? so i don't yeah i don't think pass ball's an error why 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 wouldn't it be an error does any other position have a uh secondary stat where it doesn't count as an error when they mess up defensively i think i don't know a scored run due to a pass ball is not recorded as an earned run however a scored run due to a wild pitch is recorded as an earned run that's not what i was right because the pitcher so both not errors because the pitcher is is the one at fault so it does count as an earned run for him because he allowed them to earn it mm. it was his own fate he made the error i don't think that's how it works though because what if what if all right now what if it's christian base, just said hold on, it hold on but what if it's bases loaded and it's a ground ball to the pitcher and he throws it over the catcher's head is that an unearned run because he was the one that made the play. Probably I mean, is it not. An run because he made, he was the probably one that made the play? not because it wasn't his own fate. The ball was hit to him, 
and then he threw it away. He is no one else is touching that ball when it's a wild pitch. He's taking it mm-hmm. and no one's touching it. It's a wild pitch. Okay. So it's all on him. That's how I would think yeah, that's of it. Fair. I don't know. I never really looked into that. You know what we should look into? We should look into tossing to our sponsor right now so I can sponsor. MYYST podcast is sponsored by baseballism.com. Head to baseballism.com. Use promo code Chase28. I almost said that wrong. Chase28 for free shipping. I promise you, you head there. There is no way you're not going to want to pick something up. So take advantage of Chase28. I think it has one more week of eligibility um, for free shipping. Uh, Kick it to our sponsor, and we will be back after this. Within a game, a bond is made. He teaches his boy a game he played. Two gloves, one ball, a day at the park, and the two play catch until it gets dark. And his boy does better than he thought he would. So the two played catch as long as they could. The boy and his friends, they play in the streets. Tennis shoes and cans, no bases, no cleats. They hit home runs and they turn double plays. One great catch, and he's Willie Mays. But the sun starts to set in the old neighborhood. And they played in the streets as long as they could. The boy goes to school and plays for his team. He develops his craft and follows his dream. He has moments of glory. He has moments of shame. But they shape his life and they make his name. But he begins to get old and it's understood. The boy played the game as long as he could. The boy now a man, he has a son of his own and he teaches his son a game he was shown. His son's first game, he sits in the stands. He yells out instruction, but it's not in his hands. And being late for the meeting was not in the plans. But a cheer for his son as long as he can. This is America's brand. This is baseballism. All right, we're back here on episode 122 of the NYYST podcast. Uh, follow baseballism at baseballism on Twitter. Use the code Chase28 for free shipping on your order. And uh, I wanted to cut to the sponsor there so I could look this up. And it is. In fact, not an error. A pass ball is not an error because pass balls and wild pitches are considered part of the act of pitching and not fielding. Okay, so I guess it goes to my point with the wild pitch. Thus, they are kept as separate statistics and not recorded as errors. Okay. Okay. I was wrong. It happens very rarely. It's something that you don't ever think about. So Uh somebody actually mentions it and then you're like, wait a second. Yeah, uh-huh. uh-huh. But back to Gary Sanchez. Uh, I can't. I'm sorry. I apologize to the listeners that I I botched reading that stat. But it it doesn't make. I mean, it doesn't. It wouldn't scream at you that he's only caught three runners and allowed 15 stolen bases this year. You would think that he would be. It's better than that. But I don't know. I think it usually is the case though that usually runners do uh, are successful. Yeah, but. I mean, he's only Again, had, what, 20, 20 stolen base attempts? I would love to see how many of those uh, base runners came in, in the first you know month of the season as opposed to now. Because remember, he was... We talked about this, I think, one, one episode in the beginning of the year that it takes a lot for a catcher to adjust like that. So I, I think a, lo- a big chunk of those stolen bases came... Uh, in definitely in April, I would say. Okay, so that's what you would say. Uh-huh. Okay, okay, uh-huh. okay. Are you are you looking that up? Do you want me to look it up? No, because I don't. 
I just know that Gary Sanchez leads the American League in home runs. And that's really all we should care about. I mean, he he's an offensive catcher. I know it's tough for people to 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 wrap their head around, but we have you know, in all the statistical world with defense and war and all this, uh, Gary Sanchez is, a, is an offensive catcher, and you can live with the fact that he might be uh, a liability behind the plate once in a while when he's leading the American League in home runs. Yeah, that's. I could have sworn I heard somebody say he only had one pass ball this year. That's why I said it. But four, I mean, it's probably it's not, a lot. It's probably nothing to write home about. But for him, it's and he's and he's missed time. So, whatever. I, I'd say he still he still looks to me at least just an eye test that he looks much. Don't better you feel? I feel a lot more comfortable with him back there this yeah. year. Oh, definitely. Why? Because you're not. No one's focusing right. on it. He's no. also he's hitting too. Mm-hmm. That's that's what I'm saying. You can live with him being a bit of a liability once in a while back there when he's when he's hitting the way he is. That's part of being an uh, an offensive catcher. The spotlight's on you a lot more when you're not hitting and you're also mm-hmm. making mistakes behind the plate. Mike Francesa said this uh, on a show, I believe it was yesterday. The Yankees have like five DHs. He mentioned Frazier and I Andy said that Hart. during an episode Nobody two. cares what you say. Uh, and Stanton and... Uh, but is... You you did mention this. Is Gary Sanchez's best position DH? And it's not. It's still catcher. Because the value of his offense, if he's a DH Absolutely. with that, he's, that is it, then he's just, he, he's not special. Yes, he is. No, he's not. He's leading the American no, League he's not. in he's home not, runs, regardless of what position It's not plays. special for a DH to do that. It's special. I don't need him to be special. I just need him to, to right, produce runs. I want him to be special if he could be. But a certain he, to me, your catcher leads the American League in home point. runs. That's special. That, that means that's that, an rare. ego that, trip. That's, that's not an ego, an ego trip. trip. No, it's not. That's that. Look, look around the league, Chris. How okay, many, name five. Let me ask you this: five offensive catchers in the league. Right, and I get that. But that's get, their position. But I'm talking as a fan right now of the game, of of the New York Yankees. Do you care if? He is a DH, rushing yes. 35 home runs yes. and 100 RBIs. Yes. yes, because then that means that the DH that, role could yes, be is taken by John Carl Stan instead of Austin Romine. No, instead of Austin Romine being your starting catcher. That we're not making any sense. No, that's to you. not. We're no. making the most sense that anyone can possibly no, be, make in this argument. No, and you're, you're not. You're the one that because you're telling us. me that Gary Sanchez is a better player or more special because he's a catcher. Yes. In Very good. when you when you break it down and say, "Wow, my catcher can do this," yes, I get it. And that's but why I don't his care best where he's playing. Is catcher, no, his because best as a DH, his best. All right, no, 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 go, go, Ryan. No, come I, on, get him. I see what your argument was trying, what you're trying to say. But now, all right, if his best position is DH, then who are we going to have at catcher? Stop thinking of it that way. I know that's why. I, that's why I cut myself. That's not short. what I'm saying. I I'm not that, saying that the Yankees just, should play him at DH. His best position in relation to Major League Baseball, yes, is catcher, and yes. it's not even close in relation to the New York Yankees. Sure, I guess it's DH. It's not. It's catcher. I know it. Th- your argument doesn't really make that much sense to me. Because everyone, you guys, every, Chris, then everyone is a better DH. If that's your that's argument, that's not true. Yeah, yeah, kind of is. Unless you're unless you're Gio uh, Urshela. Is Guardy a better DH? 
No. All right. Who else? Uh, is Glaber Torres a better DH? He's a better offensive is player DJ than a so, Is yeah, DJ LeMayu a better DH? A, yeah, Glaber's a better offensive yeah, player than he is defensively. So then, yeah. So now, Glaber Torres brings way too much value to the field. He's been uh, great out there this year. As your second ba- as as what will be your everyday second baseman, a guy that can hit 30 home runs. That's yeah. special to get 30 home That's runs out of your second saying. baseman. I agree with you. I agree. That makes it that makes his best position to be second base because you're trying to maximize value at every position on the field. If you're DH, everybody's DH hits 35 home runs. Not everybody's not everybody's catcher hits 35 home runs. I hope everyone watching right now is just if someone dude, there is not one person listening that is uh, sitting there saying Chris is right on this point. And if Gary Sanchez is going to play defense like he's played so far this year, it's not even a a debate that his best position is catcher. Not even. Because even in those numbers, maybe they don't look so good on paper, but the eye test tells you that he's been a very good defensive player this year. And I'm sorry. In comparison to the other catchers in the league, it's just, it's a runaway. Chris, this guy's going to probably be in the conversation for MVP. If he was a DH, you wouldn't even be talking about it. You wouldn't even be talking about it. And that's why his best position is catcher. You're trying to maximize the value of every position on the field. That's I you're looking at agree more agree with you. Yes. I agree you're not with looking you. looking at as a team. You're looking at as an individual. Yes. But he's wow. not an What's individual. He's right. on a team. Because you want to know your problem? You can never think of anything figuratively. Everything is so literal like with 70 you. Like 70 or 80% I didn't know we were stars. living in a fantasy world right now. A majority of all-stars are better DHs. If you wanted to tell me that, and I don't think that J. Real Muto is better than Gary Sanchez, but if you want to tell me that J. Real Muto was on the Yankees, then yeah, maybe Gary Sanchez should play DH. But he should not play DH ever unless there's a situation like that. Okay. I'm done with this argument because you lost. We're never no loser. We're just never going to agree. Loose. We're never going to agree because you can't see my point. I see what your point is, and I don't agree with it. So you're getting upset because I'm not agreeing with you. Okay, I just I'm not don't upset. see the point of your point. That's really I just your don't point get it. has no point. My point. <laughs> what makes why is my point is that why would the Yankees go out and get another guy who profiles as a guy who isn't that great defensively and you can stick in DH. Let me ask you a question. No. Okay. Why? Because you have too many guys who profile as a DH. Yeah, his name's John Carl Stanton. Okay. okay, who else? Clint Frazier. Who plays left field or right field. Forget it. Let me ask you this question. If the Yankees thought that Gary Sanchez's best position is DH, why didn't they trade him in the offseason? Because of how good he is offensively. But if he's only a DH and that's his best position, why don't they trade him? I didn't him say he's only yeah, a DH. That is, if his best position is DH. If his best position so is DH, them. why don't they trade him? And what's his use? What's because his use? he's too valuable as a catcher. Exactly. So right. his best position is catcher. No. Yes. Boyard. No. <laughs> if Stanton wasn't on this team, if some other guys weren't on this team that have been filled in. Gary Sanchez would play a bulk of his games. Oh, great. So then we would have the stellar combination of Austin Romine and Kyle Higashioka as your catcher. That's going to win you a World Series, okay? He wouldn't if those guys weren't on this team. He'd still be catching, Chris. (laughs) 
He would. He would. Because he's that good of a Gary catcher. Sanchez was a catcher in 2016 when they didn't have nine DHs. He was I a catcher in 2017 when they didn't Gary have... Gary Sanchez is one of my favorite Yankees right now. I love him behind the plate. I love him up at bat. Why are you making me argue against him? All I'm I said making was you argue against him. You are the one arguing against him. Is designated hitter. That's all. Oh. All right, that's okay. it. It's the truth. Argument over. It's not the truth. <laughs> you can have the last word on it, but you're wrong. Yeah, have the last word. If you want to get another one in, you just can. know that for the record, you're wrong, but you can have the last word on it. Thanks. Uh, let's look ahead here to uh, the Boston series, uh, real quick, as we wrap up episode 122. The uh, the Bean Towners are in for four games. Let's get a let's get a score update here. Uh, is it final in Fenway? Do we have a final in Fenway here? Yes, we do. The Red Sox lost to the Indians fourteen uh-huh. to nine. Uh, so that's like I'm owed twenty bucks from that bet I made. So the Yankees nice. currently have an eight game lead over the Boston Red Sox in the loss column. Okay, because if you don't specify loss column, people flip out. But because they don't understand, the only thing you're really supposed to look at is the loss column. But yes, the Red Sox lost. Uh, they are eight games behind the Yankees. The Yankees can uh, put the Boston Red Sox in a casket and bury it this weekend. They can really do that. I still wouldn't. I still wouldn't be. I still wouldn't. If the Yankees win this them. series, it's over for the Red Sox. I'm sorry. I disagree. No, it is. The Red Sox are not it's making. too early in the year to it's say It's nine that. games. Do you think the Yankees are going to blow a nine-game lead to the Boston Red Sox? If they win all four games, it's more than nine games. No, it's only nine games. They only, no, they only you pick up. They, it would be 12 games. Series. Yeah, you can win the series three out of four. Oh, you're talking. I said if they, sw- I'm thinking if they swept them. So I don't think 11, that's, right? I don't no, think wait. that puts them in a casket. Did I do my math? It's the Boston Red Sox. No, no, no my math is wrong. They uh, won the World Series. The two, the two, uh, two of the games would wipe themselves out. The Yankees would actually, if the Yankees win this series, they would be a minimum of 10 games up on the Red Sox. Mm. The, Reds, the, Yankees are, the Yankees are not blowing a 10-game lead to the Red Sox. I'm sorry. And if they do, and it's uh, October 1st, you can come on here and, you know, you can rip me to shreds, but they're not going to do it. It's not going to happen. The Red Sox will not recover from a 10-game deficit. Sorry. So this is it. We talked about the Yankees burying the Red Sox early in the season, and they have an opportunity in front of them to do it. They win this series at minimum. They're 10 games up. If they sweep, they're 12 games up. You mean to tell me the Red Sox are coming back from a 12-game deficit if, God willing, the Yankees sweep them this week? It is way too early to count out a team that won the World Series. He's arguing year. to argue because no, he's not. upset the about Gary Sanchez right now. That. I think it would put them at a very, very, very big disadvantage, and it would not be likely that. How bad are the Yankees? You really think Yankees going to play that bad? They're going to blow a ten-game lead right now. You think for the next four months of the no, season? No, I do not think that. But I could. Is it possible? Yes. There's way too many games left. And man. in fact, the Red Sox, even if, even if the Red Sox walk out here with a split. That's troublesome for them. They, the Red Sox need this series. Yeah. They need it. They need to win this series. The Yankees need to walk out of here with a, with a split. If the Yankees split this, that's, that's a victory in my book. Now, I want to go for the throat. I want to wake up Monday morning with the Yankees at least 10 games up on the Boston Red Sox. That would be ideal. Because you know what? I'm not even, I will not even think about the Red Sox again for the rest of the year unless the Yankees are playing them. The Red Sox would have to be 
get, go on a pace to equal what they were doing last year. And I don't see it because they would have no, done no, it already. Him, bro. They would have done it already. How many times last year did we see in one week the, the season completely is, just Is this the same team as last year? It's not. It's no, clearly not. It's not. You're right. I'm just going to give them a little bit more respect in that. I will give them respect. I will give them respect if they come to Yankee Stadium and win three games. I'll give them. Yeah, definitely. It's not that I don't respect. I will give them respect that they can make a noise in this division this year if they come to Yankee Stadium and win three games. If they do that, then I believe that they're contenders in the division. If they lose this series, they are not contenders in the American League East this year. They're not. Not 10 games out on June 1st. They're not contenders. I don't care you're going to tell me it's June 1st. I don't you're 10 games out of the division. The Yankees would have to fall flat on their friggin' faces like the 2007 Mets to get Boston back in this thing. And I don't see it happening. Will the Yankees cool off? Will they go on a stretch? I where, don't see it happening either. Will they where the Yankees might win 3 out of 10 games? Yeah, probably. And the Red Sox would have to go 10 and 0 to make a serious dent in a 10 game uh in a 10 you game think, deficit. You think if the Yankees, let's say they sweep them, okay? There's, that would be what? They'd be 12 games They'd be 12 in games loss. out. Do you think it's that over. that also locks up the Rays in that wild card spot? Or do you think the Red Sox at least have a chance to still make the postseason? No, the Red Sox still, I would still think the Red Sox would be alive in the wild card because uh, right now the Red Sox. Uh, they are tied for the second wild card right now. So even if they get swept, I mean, because look at the American League, dude. Seriously, I think there's only five teams over 500 in the American League. All right, you got the Yankees at 36 and 19, leading the East. You got the Twins, who we didn't Twins even teams. we didn't even talk about this. The Twins, the Twins have a 10. They have a 10 game lead in their division, which wow. is ridiculous. Okay. God, when's the last time they had a 10 game lead? And they keep Never. winning. You got the Houston Astros who have one more win than the Yankees. Okay. And then you got uh, Tampa Bay who they're tied in the loss column with the Yankees, but the Yankees have uh, played three more games and won them all. And then you got Boston and Oakland tied for the second wild card. And then here you go. You got the Texas Rangers. Do you think they're serious contenders for playoff spots Oakland this year? Oakland started winning recently, right? Uh, yeah. They just they were on an eight-game winning streak, and then they lost their last two. Mm-hmm. All right. Now let's take a look at the next – Couple of teams here, Texas Rangers. You think they're a serious threat to no. making the playoffs? They're twenty-seven and twenty-six right now. The Cleveland Indians are twenty-eight and twenty-seven. They could be scary. They could definitely, you know, it depends on what they do. Are they going to break it down? I heard somebody was talking about this on the fan yesterday that they heard rumors that they might trade Francisco yep. Lindor, which is un. Which you, I heard they're going to be big time sellers at the at the break. Hey, so you know what? The if they break it down. Then that takes them out of the equation, and then you got the friggin' Angels at twenty six and twenty nine. You really think they're gonna make a, pl- a playoff push? So you're talking about three teams really for two spots, and that's Tampa, Boston, and Oakland. And then if you want to throw the Yankees in there because they're technically tied for uh, the first place, but if they break it down, right, 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 they're you're obviously not gonna be in the race. So yeah, do I see Boston making the playoffs this year? Absolutely, I do. I, I think it's completely possible that they're gonna still be the second wild card. But dude, they lose this series, they're done in the division. I'm sorry, bless you. Would you stop sneezing? If it was the Twins and the Indians, and the Indians decide to keep it together, could I see 
the Indians making up a 10 game lead on the uh on the Twins. Yeah, I could see that happening, but I don't think the Yankees honestly, and this is not me being a Yankee homer. I don't see the Yankees pulling a 10 game lead to the Boston Red Sox. I just yeah. think the Yankees will play at a certain level they all year. Won't. They won't. So, but. you know what? Stick a fork in them this weekend. Win this series. And Absolutely. This, and then this way, you don't have to worry about them anymore. Absolutely. And then, you, because it'll make the Yankees' lives a lot easier if the, all they have to do is worry about fending off the Rays, who at some point in the year will not play at the same pace as the Yankees either, because I just don't think they have the depth to do so. If the Rays got hit with these types of injuries that the Yankees did, they wouldn't be able to survive. Oh, forget it. We said that how, how many, how many, uh, Weeks ago now that that's why the Rays really don't scare me because every team goes through a period where they're struggling with injury and so on and so forth. Not like the Yankees, but the Rays are going to hit adversity and I don't think they have the depth to overcome any of that. We saw it happen when a couple of their guys went down. They started losing a few games in a row. Luckily for them, they weren't serious injuries, but... They started to fall off a bit. And I wanted to mention this earlier while we were talking about the Padres. We can thank Andy Green for being the reason why uh, we have the three batter minimum. And Yeah, that, be, that made me want you a know three what? batter minimum. That was so disgusting. You know, he, it was clear what he was trying to do. He was trying to get to a rain delay. Yeah. It wasn't even... It, first of all, you're throwing over to first uh, with Kendris Morales on first Guys, base. on base since like 2006. Whenever, yeah, when he broke his leg, whenever that was. Yeah. Then you're going to the mound every batter. Eight, eight different. While it's down, while it's starting to downpour. Six different pitchers for eight hitters, I think it was. Come on, Green. But whatever, they won. I mean, what are you going to do? They, they tried to bitch out, but they won. The Yankees, the Yankees came out today and like I said, Kirby Yates, they had a chip on their shoulder. How about the year he's having former Yankee? Yeah, Kirby's former Yankees. I don't respect Kirby Yates. No, nor will I ever. Well, he developed a splitter over there. And your first name's Kirby. Yeah. I don't you're, respect you're you. Named after a Nintendo. Uh, the whole Nintendo, or just part of it? All right, uh, it's a whole Nintendo. Okay. Uh-huh. All right, so all sixty-four of them. Okay. All right, so let's take a look at the pitching matchups here. Uh, right. Game one is tomorrow. Chris Sale against Jay Happ. Okay. Uh, God only knows how that could wind up. That could be a pitcher's duel or it could be a 10-8 to 8 game. So we don't really know. Uh, which, I'm going 10-8 to 8 game. I'm going sales pitches a gem tomorrow. You think so? Yeah, I think he's going to uh, pitch pitch pretty well and they're going to win. I disagree. Um, I, I think I think he'll go six innings, four earned runs. And the Yankees win. And the Yankees win the game. Because if that's the case, the Yankees are going to win. I do. I I don't think Chris Sale comes here and is dominant. Tomorrow? No, he might have eleven, but Yankees will hit him. No, we don't strike out anymore. Remember, uh, Eduardo Rodriguez in his five point oh four ERA will take the mound on Friday night against TBD. Uh, What's his ERA? TBD. Yeah. No, you can't hit him. It's, yeah, un- it's, it's unbelievable. It's untraceable. Uh, Saturday or Friday or Saturday, one of those games will be Domingo Herman. Aaron Boone has not decided which game it will be yet. The other game will be an opener. So then June 1st, which is a Fox game. So we got a 7-15 Saturday night start. Uh, we'll either, again, will either be Herman or the opener, depending on what Boone wants to do on Friday against Rick Porcello, who is not having a great year, but always seems to pitch great against the Yankees. And then... Uh, 
Saturday or Sunday night, which is Sunday night baseball, which starts at 7.05 now this season. So, you know, be on the lookout for that is again TBD, but it's only because they haven't actually activated CC Sabathia off the IL yet. It is, he is penciled in to make that start against uh, David Price. So there you go. This Yankees first uh, Sunday night baseball of the year. It is pretty late. Yeah, I thought about that because I, I feel they like don't do a lot of them with basketball. I feel like we had stuff. so many. No, they games. had them every. They had? Yeah, I mean they do them every. Every. So <clears> excuse me. Haven't really. Well, think about it. The Yankees only have. They've only played Boston once this year, and it was in the middle of the week. So I mean, yeah. Uh, Baltimore, Baltimore, Chicago, Kansas City, San Francisco, Minnesota, they play, like the Dodgers, Tampa, the Tampa, KC. Those have been their Sunday games so far this year. Mm-hmm. So nothing really that attractive to uh, ESPN. Although you know. Oh, they'll probably be there a couple more times because they play Boston on back-to-back weekends in late July into August. Uh, that looks like a Sunday night game. It looks like they had a Sunday night game against the Dodgers. Yeah. Another one against the Red Sox in September. So it doesn't look like they're there that much this year, which is pretty uh, actually pretty good. Yeah, I'm fine with that. So it looks like Boston does have their pitching lined up. The Yankees kind of don't, but I don't think it really matters too much because Sale has struggled and David Price... I mean, it's David Price. It's David Price. Yeah, could he pitch again? Sanchez. Could he? Could yes. he pitch a gem against the Yankees? Is it at, likely? No. I think it's more likely that uh, Gary Sanchez makes him cry than he pitches a gem against the Yankees. Gary's good against good old DP. <laughs> so when we recorded before the four-game series against the uh, Orioles. We had higher expectations. Now, you said Ryan was the one that he said he would take a split. Against the Red Sox, (laughs) right now, I would take a split because I think it benefits the Yankees to to take four games off the schedule and keep the Red Sox at eight games back. I think that really does benefit them a lot to to be able to do that. So I'm okay with a split here, especially that you're getting CC off the IL and Herman did not pitch well in his last start and Hap is pitching and you're going to go opener. So if the Yankees get a split, I think that's a victory for them in a lot of ways. Agreed. I personally think the Yankees will take 3 out of 4. Bet your life on it. I'll bet my life on it. I'll tell you what. He's bet I, I should have killed I'll him. I'll tell you least. what. It's 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 it doesn't even uh it doesn't matter anymore. No, I'll tell you what. Your life is worthless. I've been betting it is. I have to admit something. I've been a little upset that I didn't have to get a tattoo when Ellsbury didn't play on opening day and I won that bet. I kind of wanted to do it. So I'll put the tattoo bet back on the table. If the Yankees don't take three out of four games. I will get a tattoo. Holy. Three out of four are you getting a tattoo? At least make it a split, dude. No. Oh, you got to go sweep. No, no, no. Yeah, Come actually, on. Yeah, you're right, Christian. I will go three out of four. If the Yankees sweep, you get a tattoo. Because here's why. If the Yankees split... Just go get the tattoo anyway. On your face. It seems like you want a tattoo. The tattoo is supposed to go on your face. Get the baseballism logo on your... Uh, It'd be a walking billboard. Get goldenpalace.com on. I'm not going to get it in any place that you can see it. Was I'll get it on my go? ass. I'll get it on my Was ass. Is it supposed to go on his ass or on his face? On his cheek. No. Which on cheek? my ass cheek. 
<laughs> I'll do it. All right, man. What are, what are we putting on there? Uh, we can talk about it. How we'll, about we'll make it Jacoby Ellsbury on the operation table? Wait, if the Yankees win three games, you're getting a tattoo? I'll get a tattoo. If they lose. If they if they if don't they, win three games. Yeah. If they split. If they What if they sweep? You said yeah, if they don't win three games. three out of four. So if they, if they sweep, that's not three games. If they win more than three games. If the Yankees don't win the series, you're getting a tattoo. Correct. If they that's split or lose, I'll get a tattoo. Right. I will. All right. So that means you're rooting for them to lose because you said you, okay. you were upset that you didn't get the tattoo. No. No, no, no. He's, he's, he need, Here's he my logic. Here's my logic. Okay. If they split, we're going to be upset, right? That's a disappointment. I didn't know. Did you just hear me say that it's not a disappointment? Yeah, right. It is. It's not, though. It is. Though. I just gave you several reasons why it's not. But in the moment, it is. So oh I figure, God. if anything, that tattoo will lift our spirits a little bit. I'm not upset on Monday morning if they split. I'm telling you right now, I'm not. Yeah. It's because you don't feel your feelings just, enough. Uh, I hope you have to get the tattoo. And now it goes on your face. <laughs> so, uh, since the Yankees are playing Sunday Night Baseball, we're bringing back the Sunday Night Baseball pod, which means that we're going to record... Early on Sunday, dropped the pod as almost like a pre-gamer to uh, Sunday Night Baseball. That's cool. That's cool, is it? Are you, are you okay with that? That's cool. Yeah, I'm down. So the Yankees after Boston, uh, where, do they, where do we go next? Toronto and Cleveland. Yankees will have an off day on Monday. Then Toronto and Cleveland. I feel like we haven't seen a lot of Toronto this year. I don't think we've played them once yet. Have we? I don't think we've played them at all. No. How do you think Brandon Drew is going to feel? That the guy. I think he's going to be butthurt. That the guy that got him deported is done for the year. Upset by that? No. Real quick before we wrap up, let's. Because now I brought it up. What, what's Brandon Drew doing this year? Uh, wearing yellow glasses and being a bum. Brandon Drury for the the Drew crew out there that uh, thought he was going to save the Yankees last year. Uh, Brandon Drury currently is uh, played forty five games, so it seems like he's playing a lot, right? How many mm-hmm. games have we played so far? This year? I played like fifty five, right? Thirty six and nineteen. Too much dead air. Fifty five. Thirty six plus nineteen. 55. So he's only missed 10 games this year. So he's getting regular he's playing, playing a lot. time. He's playing a lot, right? 45 games. Okay. So he might be missing more time lately with uh, Guerrero being up. Uh, so Brandon Drury has five home runs, 16 runs batted in, and a 220 batting average. His on base is uh, 257, and his OPS is a stellar. Savior, Stellar. Savior, Brandon Drury. His OPS is 644. So there you go. So he's a bum. Blurry. Brandon Blurry. Yeah. Why don't you think of that last year? Because <laughs> we, we had the Drew crew. Yeah, we did. We had that last year. All right. So, uh, Yanks, uh, welcome the Red Sox into town here. Uh, Chowda up. Sox. Chowda up uh, this weekend. Lobs, Manhattan, Manhattan Clam versus New England chow, Clam yeah. Chowda. I don't like New England Tom Clam Chowda. Brady. I like Manhattan clam chowder. It's better. Bruins. Yeah, Boston. They're about to get another, yeah, really. another championship. Uh, I feel so bad for them up there. God, I can talk about a sports town. Yeah, it's, when everything. You know, speaking of Boston championships, before we go, rest in peace to Bill Buckner, who passed away yes. over oh, the yeah, weekend. Rest in peace, Bill Buckner. Uh, 
in ESPN. What a scummy thing Dude, to do. I, wanted, I was going to bring that up, man. What a real scummy thing to do. This guy they was played a, the what? He was a really great baseball player. And, you know, on the bottom line, when yeah, that's what I on the bottom say. line, it said Bill Buckner passes away, makes crucial Known error. For in his ni- fateful error yeah, in the 1996 really. World The guy di- just died. Come on, man. You we can't know. Put, we know he made an error in the world It's something the guy had to live with his entire yeah, life on, after that. that. That was pure classlessness. Is that a thing? It was classless. The guy never struck out three times in a game. You can't put Bill Buckner, career 289 hitter, <laughs> career Buck, Bill Buckner. Bill Buckner uh, never struck out three times in a game. Guys do that every single, you know, every single game nowadays. Bill Buckner, former all-star. Bill Buckner, star Curb Your Enthusiasm. Yeah, you Buckner, can't put part you of can't, one of the greatest Curb Your Enthusiasm. You can't put ever. any of that down. You got to put Bill Buckner. Fateful error. I mean, really, if I, I get it. Honestly, probably would have burned down the ESPN Dude, studios I mean, if I was a relative of his. Yeah, that honestly. would have really that pissed me off. It pissed like, me off, and on, I man. I hate the Red Sox, and it pissed me off. Really? Show a little, show a little respect. Seriously. I agree. All right, so uh, Sox and Yanks uh, in New York and not in London, which is a... Uh, I'm gearing up. I'm, I'm just saving all of it for that weekend. Zach Britton's pretty pumped for it, though, because his last name. Oh, very good. <laughs> got it. I'm saving it all because I'm gonna. I'm. We. You guys got a, like a taste of it when we looked at the schedule a couple weeks ago. I'm. I'm like saving it up because I'm gonna. I heard we're gonna do the that weekend series with uh, British accents. I could do that. I can't. Uh, so the London series. Yes. Really. Just, very good. Is Patrick gonna be reporting for us or? What? I don't know. We'll have to reach yeah, out to him. Need, okay. need an update. All right, so uh, thank you for listening to episode 122, which is not in London, which is a, a, a positive, definitely a positive offense to everybody that lives in London. No, I'm kidding. Thank you for listening to episode 122 of the NYYST podcast. Uh, follow us on Twitter at NYY Sports Talk. Go to baseballism.com. Use the code CHASE28 or 28% off your order. No, that's false. No, free no, shipping. Free shipping, uh, which is more valuable than 28% off your order. Hmm. Yeah, Depends. Yeah, it could be, depending on how much you're... If you order a bunch of stuff, it is, and I think you should go to baseballism.com and order a bunch of stuff and use the code CHASE28 for 20... I'm going to do... I'm you gonna really do. you really won't have an, a choice, seriously. What? If you go on Baseballism, you're going to spend money. It is a good site. Go to baseballism.com, use the code CHASE28, get free shipping, buy a bunch of stuff so that free shipping coupon is extremely And it makes it. us look good. Well, nothing can make you look good, okay? Wow. Anyway, thank you for listening, Stack Guy Rye. Hey.